Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, July 29th. I am Kyla Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The studio behind the Ori games are working on a action RPG in a new original IP with publisher Private Division. The director behind the Yakuza series has nice things to say about Ghost of Tsushima. And Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is getting a free update in October. Private Division the publisher behind games like The Outer Worlds and Disintegration, has signed on to publish games from Moon Studios, League of Geeks, and Roll7. Private Division is a publishing label under the Take-Two umbrella that kind of unofficially focuses on interesting, smaller games. Take-Two has plenty of big AAA games that it publishes, like the NBA 2K series and everything Rockstar makes, but Private Division is where it is able to focus on more experimental games. Games so far handled by Private Division include the Kerbal Space Program franchise, Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey from the creator of Assassin's Creed, Disintegration from former Bungie and Halo developers, and arguably its most successful game so far, The Outer Worlds. This morning, Private Division announced some new partners, without detailing too many specifics about the games that are in the works with League of Geeks, Roll7, and the partnership I am personally most interested in, Moon Studios. League of Geeks is behind the game Armello, which is basically a fantasy board game with a really interesting art style. Roll7 created Laser League, which is a well-regarded arcade sports game, and the Ali Ali games. Moon Studios is the developer behind the two Ori games both of which I love. Among these three, Moon Studios is the one I am most interested to see what they have in the works next. I loved both of the Ori games. In terms of what these partnerships will lead to, Private Division has only really said, quote, in collaboration with these developers, Private Division will announce more details about each specific project in the future. All three titles are currently in early development and do not currently have set release dates. The first of these titles is not expected to launch until Take-Two's fiscal year 2022. Moon Studios offered at least a few small teases about what's next by tweeting, We're happy to announce that At Private Division will publish the next game at Moon Game Studios is making, an action RPG that we hope will set new standards. And the Private Division Twitter account followed up saying, The folks at At Moon Game Studios are ready to challenge themselves with their new IP. Naturally, their art has captured many hearts, and we hope that it will do the same for a new audience. So, it's an action RPG not based in the Ori universe. That is very exciting to me. I would like Moon to stick with action just because they're good at making a video game feel good. And good controls are good for action games, obviously. 
I would have been a little bummed if they had announced a strategy game, so I am happy to hear that it's an action RPG. The big takeaway here is that three talented developers have the support and financial backing of a good publisher, which means their next projects will definitely be ones to keep an eye out for. Toshihiro Nagoshi, the man behind the Yakuza series, praises Ghost of Tsushima in a recent live stream. Ghost of Tsushima is a game about a specific era of Japanese history, but it was made by an American developer based in Seattle, Washington, and as a result, there has been a lot of interesting criticism, both positive and negative, about its portrayal of Japanese culture and samurai legends. One undeniable element about the game, though, is that Japanese audiences bought it. Ghost of Tsushima has undeniably been a commercial success in both America and Japan, and for the most part, it seems like critics in Japan like it too. It got high review marks in the Japanese gaming magazine Famitsu, receiving the rare perfect 40 out of 40 score. Only a handful of games get this score, and very few of them have been Western developed, but Ghost of Tsushima is now one of them. Obviously, those scores do not mean the game is without criticism. I have a good example of this linked in the show notes from Polygon's Kazuma Hashimoto, who put together a piece subtitled Unpacking the Baggage of Well-Intentioned Homage regarding Ghost of Tsushima. One perhaps unexpected proponent of Ghost of Tsushima is Sega's executive director of the Yakuza games, Toshihiro Nagoshi. Speaking during a recent live stream, Nagoshi fielded a question about Ghost of Tsushima. Kotaku's Brian Ashcraft reported on Nagoshi's quotes and wrote, To be honest, we, Japan, were beaten, he replied with a chuckle. Yeah, of course we're losing. Honestly, I think that's a game that should be made in Japan. But, he continued, you can tell that the developers did a massive amount of research. Ashcraft continued, quoting Nagoshi later in the story, writing, Foreigners who tickle the fancy of Japanese people more than Japanese people are rather amazing, no? Nagoshi added, There's like a notion that Westerners don't understand things about Japan, but that hypothesis itself is mistaken. Nagoshi also had an interesting take on the protagonist, Jin Sakai. Ashcraft wrote, quoting Nagoshi, The protagonist, Jin, isn't a particularly handsome lead, don't you think? At your typical Japanese company, if you showed concept art for a character like him, I don't think it would be approved. The marketing team, he continued, would offer all this data stating why such a lead character was a bad idea, and that would be the end of a lead like Jin. Nagoshi thought it was amazing that such a protagonist was the lead character. All this money and development time is being spent on this middle-aged dude. He applauded the resolve to entrust things in such a character. From what Nagoshi said, it doesn't seem like that would be possible in Japan. Perhaps he thinks game companies would prefer a younger protagonist, which is certainly more common in Japanese games. You can find that full story linked in the show notes. I think I just like hearing renowned developers' thoughts on other games. Given the opportunity to talk to developers, I would always try to find out what they're playing, what kind of games are currently giving them inspiration. I think I also just like to hear game developers compliment other developers on their work, too. So it was nice to read Nagoshi's positive thoughts on Ghost of Tsushima. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Here's what released today and other oddities. Blightbound is out today from publisher Devolver Digital. It's a multiplayer dungeon crawler that has a cool kind of 2D art style. It's been in early access for some time and had an open beta weekend a few days ago, but today it leaves early access. I mentioned Lost Wings yesterday coming out for PlayStation 4. It's kind of a modern bullet hell shooter where you control a ship flying through these 3D environments at full speed while dodging all kinds of obstacles. It's out today on Xbox One. Psychonauts is currently completely free right now on Xbox Live, regardless of your Xbox Live subscription tier. I love Psychonauts. It's a great game. I've been replaying it with my daughter recently, and Psychonauts 2 isn't too far off, so now is the perfect time to play it in preparation. Hopefully it wasn't some weird fluke and the game is still free. Neither Microsoft or developer Double Fine made a big deal about it suddenly being free, so I suppose there is a chance it was a mistake or something, but I have a link to the game's store page in the show notes if you want to take a look. This is an announcement that is really far out, but it's cool and somewhat unexpected. From Software shared a tweet today that reads, We are humbled by all the hashtag Sekiro Shadows Die Twice players around the world. For your continued enjoyment, we will be releasing a small update on October 9th, 2020 to challenge, help, and reward fans. The update will be free and will add a boss rush mode that must be completed with a single life. If you die during the course of the rush, you will have to start over. New outfits will also be added to the game, but one of the more interesting updates is Remnants. Quoting from the blog post about the update, Remnants are recordings of what a player does in-game for up to 30 seconds at a time and are available for use after the game's tutorial. After a player records their remnant, whether it is an epic takedown of an enemy or a flawless demonstration of a tricky movement technique, it can be uploaded along with a written message so that other community members can play it back. Through these remnants, one could hope that they or others may gain the knowledge and further insight to overcome their current obstacle. For those seeking ultimate guidance on traversing treacherous areas or seeking hidden alcoves or curious cubbyholes, these records may prove a blessing from the gods. If a community member watches and then rates a remnant, the owner of it will have their HP recover for free, allowing them to get back to the fight quicker without the use of a sculptor's idol or consumable items such as healing gourds. All of that will be added to the game for free on October 29th. I'm surprised the update has been announced so far out. 
makes me wonder what From is up to right now. I assume, perhaps incorrectly, that this update is coming from a small team within From, while the majority of the staff is working on something different. Presumably, Elden Ring, the George R.R. Martin video game that he's doing with From, but I wouldn't be surprised if they also had a sequel in the works to one of their other games, Bloodborne or Sekiro, maybe Dark Souls. But in any case, I like Sekiro. This update is great, but I I won't be playing it. The boss rush mode sounds basically impossible. That's it for gaming news today. I played three games yesterday, actually. I checked out the Switch version of Crisis. I have never got into the Crisis series. When it released, I didn't own a PC capable of playing Crisis. And at the time, it was one I just always brushed off as a game I would never play. I would never have a machine capable of running Crisis, so why get excited or even interested? I now own multiple machines in my home capable of running Crisis, but I was especially curious about the Switch version. I'm not throwing in the towel yet, but it was just not clicking with me. It looks pretty good. I was impressed with the visuals for the most part, and the frame rate did keep up with my high-speed sprinting, but there are occasional weird things, like shooting certain bushes makes the textures on the leaves act all wonky. Also, I think maybe I just don't get Crisis. You have all these abilities, like high-speed sprinting, extra armor, and invisibility, but in my brief playtime, I just couldn't seem to take advantage of any of them. Being invisible didn't seem to prevent enemies from seeing me, and I would turn on the shield abilities and sprint into battle, assuming I could take some damage, but then I would just die immediately. I think Crisis is maybe just more of a cover shooter than I realize, but then why would it give me an ability like Extra Shield if its purpose was not to protect me when I want to be all gung-ho? I need to play it some more, maybe get away from my typical Call of Duty tactics or something, but... My first impressions left me unsure about wanting to keep playing. I played Cuphead on PlayStation 4 with my daughter. I played it a decent amount when it released on Xbox One with Jeff Cork at Game Informer. I was his co-op partner while he reviewed it. But this was my first time playing it at home for uh, fun, I guess you could say. It was as hard as I remember it being, to the point that we weren't having a lot of fun My daughter and I managed to get through the first level, but frustration won out, and we quit shortly after. The good news, though, is the game looks fantastic on PlayStation 4, but it's never been a particularly technically demanding game. That game's strength has always been the charm of its animation and visual style, and that element of the game has been able to move between platforms pretty handily. If you've been interested in the game and only have a PlayStation 4, This is a perfectly acceptable way to play the game. I also played a bunch of Grounded yesterday. I like how the game starts in that it really wastes no time with the premise. You're a kid, shrunken down in a backyard, and your character is as confused by the whole predicament as you are. There is some weird device that you appear to have woken up from, but that's all you get in terms of story right at the beginning. Before you start, it reminds the player there is an arachnophobia mode that basically presents you with a slider where you can change how spiders appear in the game. They are terrifying the first time you meet them, especially since they're basically the first enemy you meet. 
All the other bugs I met up to that point were friendly. But you can basically adjust the slider to simplify the spider model down to the point where it's just two white balls, which actually makes them creepy in a different way. In any case, it's a nice feature. I basically got far enough where the tutorials were scaled back significantly and I was given free reign to try to just start surviving. I liked what I played. It's a survival game, so you could argue that it kind of defeats the purpose of the game a little, but I liked that dying isn't too much of a punishment. You can retrieve your stuff without too much hassle, and I liked that there was some pretty immediate goals right from the start. I like having goals. I don't know if I will play a ton more. I'm not a big survival guy in general, but my first impressions were definitely positive. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through something new. Still haven't decided what I'm going to play. You can also find me on the MinMax show for more long-form video game discussions. We'll be streaming an episode of our show, Photo Mode Snap, on Thursday, where we review screenshots taken by the MinMax community. We're doing a special dedicated Ghost of Tsushima episode, so I would recommend watching that, because Ghost of Tsushima has a fantastic photo mode. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.